Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. My top 10 list. I made sure I wrote it down so I don't forget. Okay, bet. Yeah. Oh, you so saw you want to do 10. All right, bet. Oh, I do whatever you want me to do. 5, 10, it don't even matter. It was, I did. I said 5, 10, or 15. Because 15, right. I figure, is at least the top half of the league. 10 is 10, obviously, and then 5 is whatever, bro. All right. All right, bet. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the One Show Factor Podcast. I have a very, very, very special guest with me today, Mr. EJ McDaniels from uh, Cold Front. I'm going to say EJ Man, you on my bad, bro. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. EJ Daniels from Cold Front. How you doing, bro? I'm great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, just like you said off air, like you mess with my tweets. I mess with your tweets. You know what I'm saying? I mess with what you be tweeting out, too. And I was like, man, if I could get on a podcast with this guy, I, I'd officially make it, man. I'd officially be <laughs> permeated in the Bills Mafia uh, podcasting community if I get on a podcast with him. So I appreciate you. Are you not already? Seem like a pretty big voice to me. No, I'm not. I am not. I Because you know why? Because it was exactly what you said. I don't say what they want to hear. I don't do it, and I'm not gonna. I'm an analyst first, and I like the bill second, and that's the way okay. it's always gonna be. Hey, you know what? I respect that. That's admirable. I, I really do. Um, speaking of, first of all, just tell everybody, you know, what I'm saying about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, first of all, are you from Buffalo? From Rochester. Okay, okay, okay. Have you been a Bills yeah, yeah. fan all your life? Uh, back half of my life in my adult years, I have. To be honest, I really didn't even like the Bills at first. Man, I hate it. I hated watching the Bills, man, but as I started working for PFF and I got the PFF Bills account, you know, that's when I really started taking a liking to the Bills. And then it's different here. The energy is so different here in Rochester when the Bills start winning. Everybody always want to come up to you and talk to you about the Bills. Like, the energy is so great. So that's when I really started taking, like, a real liking to them, trying to learn everything about the players, trying to get into the community. So that's really why when I started, you know, liking the Bills. Okay. How did you get involved with PFF? So... I hate my current job. <laughs> so uh, I was on um, Instagram and it was just like, uh, if you like football, you love football, you have a passion for it, um, answer this ad and you can get into data analytics. And so I answered the ad and the rest is kind of history. It kind of just been permeating my way through the company, just uh, doing various things. And then obviously, like I said, the PFF builds things, different processes and stuff like that. So it's pretty much what yeah. I did. So what happened that got you involved with Cold Front and those guys over there? Yeah, so I was, again, permeating myself through the Bills community, just, like, getting my followers up on Twitter. And Clayton Garrett actually DM'd me. He was like, hey, you ever thought about, you know, writing and coming on with Cold Front? And I had never written before. So I was like, yo, I can, but I don't really know how to write. And he was like, well, well, I knew how to write, but I ain't, like, do it officially. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, I, I mean, I'll write. I'll try. He was like, yeah, yeah, just come on. It's a lot. Very promising, a lot of growth and stuff like that. So I started doing that, started doing podcasts with them, and I love it, man. I love the guys at Co-Front. That's awesome, man. All right, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right, so um, all right, let's just jump right into the questions then. Yeah, um, man. So first of all, because this will kind of break us into everything else. Um, did you want to do top 10 or top 15? It's your podcast, whatever you want to do. 
Hey, all right, bro. If you got a top 15 for me, then we can do that. I, gotta, I definitely got a top 15. I got a top okay, 15 for you, bro. <laughs> all right, so we'll go we'll go 15 down to 10 real quick. Who Who is the 15 to 10 uh, range for you? Okay, so top – so you want me to start from number one, correct? Uh, from number 15. Oh, you want me to start 10. from number 15. Okay. All right, so my 15th best quarterback, and this is probably unpopular, but it's Lamar Jackson. That's my 15th best quarterback. Yes, very unpopular. 14 is Stafford. 13, I have Matt Ryan. 12, I have Baker. 11, I have Kirk Cousins. 10, I have Kyler. 9 is Derek Carr. That's definitely controversial. 8 is Tannehill. 7 is Josh. 6 is Dak. 5 is Russell. 4 is Watson. 3 is Brady. Two is Mahomes, and my best quarterback in the league is Aaron Rodgers. No question about it. Wow. I wish I had a graphic or something to write all that down. (laughs) My first question was, you think Matt Ryan is better than Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson? It's strictly because of body of work. You know, okay. Stafford, Stafford, and it's kind of like a toss-up between those three, like Stafford, Matt Ryan. Like, like Matt Ryan is like, out of those three guys, I mean, Matt Ryan's been an MVP. Lamar's been an MVP too. But, I mean, Matt Ryan was undoubtedly one year the best quarterback in the league. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and if not for bad coaching and bad defense and just a bad team overall, they, you can be make a case that he's been like the most c- consistent player on that team besides maybe Julio Jones. I personally don't even like Matt Ryan like that, to be quite honest with you. But I can't, you know, I can't, yeah, I can't disrespect what he what he's done. I mean, even last year, people would think that he had a sorry year. He actually had a pretty solid year, given the circumstances of what happened in that sorry defense. And like I said, bad coaching too. And I like I just tweeted out, I don't remember what I tweeted out, but coaching matters in the league, you know. And you remember when he was playing under uh, Kyle Shanahan's system, that's when he had his career year. You know, yep, and Kyle absolutely. Shanahan's currently, you know, uh, offensive coordinator, offensive guru, just went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Like, coaching matters, and now you've downgraded what he has. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian one year, and I don't even mm-hmm. remember who the offensive coordinator was the year before, year last year. So, I mean, give him a good coordinator, give him some good weapons, and I think he can be easily be top 10, but he's just not top 10 for me right now. That's fair. So yeah. – just for the listeners, real quick, let me get some clarification. This is based on body of work. This is based on body of work. This is the thing. You can't just base how good a quarterback gonna be just based off of one year. And that's only that's been my only thing. I say the same thing. If you want to just take it to Josh, I don't want to you know segue into what you were gonna talk about later. Hey, bro, just, uh, if you want to talk about Josh, like I can't say Josh is an elite quarterback strictly off of one year. I can't say Justin Herbert's gonna be an elite quarterback strictly off of one rookie year. I'm being fair with everybody, you know. And you I, I don't understand how you can't take body of work into consideration. Okay, I, so I, then how does Brady fall behind Mahomes and Rodgers? Because Rodgers, number one, was MVP this year. He had arguably his best year of his career. Mm-hmm. That's why. Mahomes, I don't personally like Mahomes like that, too. I'll be honest with you. I personally think Deshaun Watson is better. That's just me personally. Because we ain't, we've we never seen Mahomes without a good situation. Right. We've never seen Absolutely. him have to have an all-pro tight end. situation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. His, his conditions are perfect. Now, he has the talent. 
He makes the throws, so I ain't gonna take that away from him. And he's deserved in that Super Bowl against the Niners that 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 he earned my respect. He was getting smacked around in the whole first half. The Niners they was bringing the, they was laying the lumber to him all first half. He stood he stood in there, kept making throws, and, and ultimately won the game and made that throw to Tyreek to win them the game. So he has my respect. But only reason is is just like I said, he's a little younger. You know what I mean? And they pretty much had the same season. Like Brady and Mahomes, you could kind of like interchange them both. I personally think Brady Brady had – if you look at his numbers, he had the best season, like one of the best seasons. Like, yeah, he had a really like good he season. Had, yeah, yeah he, he, he had over 50 touchdowns between all weeks, between playoffs and regular season. You know, he had 50 touchdowns. So for a guy who everyone was saying just the year prior that he was washed up, it's just like – you know, he's really not washed up. And I keep I kept trying to tell people that I was on Jay Spencer's podcast and I said the same thing. Like he didn't he didn't have Brady in the top five at all. And I'm just like, you putting these guys in the top five because you said they they can zip the ball. They put zip on the ball. But Brady got the most 20 plus yard throws last year also. So, I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? So. So do you take <laughs> uh team the, the the talent around them into consideration at all of course talent around them definitely matters i'm not i'm not gonna make that the sole thing of why you know you're a great quarterback why this quarterback is better than that quarterback but situation definitely matters is which is why mm-hmm. i will want to downgrade Mahomes and put watson ahead of him but i can't because like i said he he has to definitely go out there and make the throws and yeah. not f the situation up so i can't just disregard that but if i said something like Deshaun Watson played better than Josh Josh Allen last year. With with a less with a lesser supporting cast, I don't know how that would be received. That's definitely see. That's why that's why Deshaun Watson is up so high on people's list because despite that situation, he still had a, a crazy elite a crazy elite year. Now mm-hmm. Josh's situation isn't the most perfect, but his situation was better than Houston's. I'll say that much. So then, because. First, let's just point out that Deshaun didn't have better numbers than Josh this year. And last year, when Deshaun still had his entire group, Hopkins, Fuller, all them boys, he had his his, uh, defense was still decent. The year, actually, they beat us in the playoffs. His numbers still weren't better than Josh's numbers this year. And that means what? Are we just strictly talk? Are we just strictly talking numbers? Like, see, it, see, that's the thing. This whole like PFF thing has kind of just like opened my mind to looking at what actually matters when it comes so to quarterback what, play. What matters, in your opinion, in quarterback play? Well, what is not talked about the most is how you protect the football. That's definitely not okay. talked about enough, and that's the only reason why Josh isn't in my top five, and that's the only reason why he's at number seven is because he. He will turn that thing over, and you can't be an elite quarterback. Brady had the most 20-plus yard throws and then still protected it at, at pretty much the same level he's been through his whole career. That's an elite quarterback. I'm still getting big plays, and I'm not turning it over. Josh has not okay. been able to mask. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So my, my only thing about Josh would be there's nobody in the NFL who's asked to do more for their football team than Josh Allen, right? So just with sheer volume, you know, oh, am I wrong? Uh, am I talking uh, wrong? Who, who's asked to do more for their football team than Josh Allen? Lamar Jackson. If we're just strictly talking about what you just said, I didn't say he was better. 
I okay. said he's asked to do more. I'll give you that. I'll give you okay. that. Okay. He's, he's right, probably not... asked to do more just from the standpoint that he is the best athlete on the field at all times and he is the quarterback at the same time. He's okay. asked to he's asked to get over a thousand yards rushing and get over close to four thousand yards passing. That's damn near he's impossible. Never done that. But yeah, he's that's never that's, done that. He's never thirty two hundred yards. Passing. No, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that's that's damn near impossible to try to ask a quarterback to do without actually getting hurt. You know what I mean? But the way as many times as they run him, it's just like you're asking him that he pretty much got to get a thousand yards. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Okay, so. Where would you rank Josh in terms of having to do for their team? I say in terms of what they had to do for their team, I would say Watson would be one. I would say Lamar would be two, and I would say Josh would be three. Okay, I will. So- I, I will. I will give you. I will give you. He does a lot for his team. I have been on a record saying that the defense was allowed to be average because of how good the offense was and yes. how good Josh Allen was. That the, the defense did not play the way it played the last two years. And Josh Allen elevated that team many games. I saw your one tweet where you said um, Josh was the reason why they won that Colts game. I would agree with that. And he also was the reason, too, and this goes back to my prior point about him turning the ball over. He also kept them. He also kept the Colts in that game, too. Just I don't want you to, 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 to disregard that also. And that's my point about elite quarterbacks. You can't give teams – opportunities to stay in games you know it's play i'm talking about you said you watched the film where he took Absolutely. that sack yeah he took that sack and he knocked him out of field goal range because of that sack instead of just throwing it away or just taking the sack and then the coach scored that in the very next drive that's the type of thing that josh has not mastered yet that's that's my point of why he can't be number two or top five because of that's that very reason if that was brady that wouldn't happen if that was brady Just saying, man. I I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's context to it, though. Like, because Josh threw 10 interceptions last year, which isn't bad. That's not bad, right? Is it 10? But, it's 11. Uh, it's 10. Pretty sure it was 10. I could be wrong. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at something else. Okay. You're right. 10. So he, me. he threw 10 interceptions. I don't know how many fumbles he had. I think it was 11. Like nine, 11. 11 fumbles. Okay. So... We know that there were a couple of fumbles that were because the offensive line just I don't know what uh oh, Brian wait, Winters Justin. was doing. Justice, I, you can't do I, that. Am I, am I, why not? You can't do that. You can't why? blame so you can't blame the Josh is has the ability to break off a defender's tackle, a, a defensive lineman at that, break off of a tackle, have to make things happen, and he loses the ball a couple times. You can say that he was almost what kept the Colts in the game. But if Josh Allen isn't Josh Allen, Josh Allen is any other quarterback in the league, maybe besides one or two, they don't even have a shot in that game. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, Justice. I'm just saying that if you're going to give him credit for keeping him in that game, he also did things to keep the Colts in that game also on the same same context. Just if you're going to praise him, be real about what else happened too. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm very real about it. My only thing is, I guess I just don't, necessarily judge for turnovers as 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 but, as harshly as you do but it's a it's a huge thing though and i had Absolutely. to come around i had to come around to this this thought process too because if you think about just the basis of football you think about what you're taught in pop warner what is the 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 job of every ball carrier what's the ve- the very first job they don't teach let you? Go the ball. Don't, don't let go of the ball. ball protect the football 
He hey. does not do that at a high level yet. I'm not saying he can't. And I think because of the way he plays, it's going to be tough for him to kind of reel that in. And you, we, as Bills fans, is probably just going to have to take the good with the bad. But that good can't be so much where it's losing or it's losing games. It can't be that good. Like he can't do what he did in that Colts game. He can't do that. What he did in that Rams game, taking that sack against Aaron Donald, instead of just going down, trying to stick. You trying to stick from the best, almost the best player in the league. Like there were a couple times where he did. To be fair, and see that's the thing. He did it once or twice, but all those times were not in a crunch situation. Granted, he did get those yards back, got that pass to Cole Beasley, and they converted a fourth and twenty-two. I give him all respect. But is that really like just is that really realistic though? See, here's my thing though, because you you're saying that the fumbler, the turnovers is is putting you in a position to lose games, right? They lost three games the entire season, and one was a fluke that really wasn't even his fault, right? <laughs> it so, wasn't it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Right, exactly. So and then the, the game they lost to the Titans, that was the defense was yeah, all of, everybody was hurt that game. Yeah. I might throw it. I might. I might and throw then, it out. Actually, and then the Chiefs. You know, obviously the Chiefs were the better team on the field that day, but Josh wasn't the reason they lost for sure. No, not at all. So, and then the AFC Championship game, which would be the only other game they lost. Josh wasn't necessarily the reason they lost, and he didn't necessarily turn the ball over. So you're using turn the ball over as a, you know, as a way to saying that it's it's gonna you know lose you games, even though. The games that they lost weren't because he turned the ball over. See, here's the thing, and that's a great point that you made, but it speaks to tendency. That's what it speaks okay. to. It speaks to how his thought process is. It speaks to decision-making, which is probably a top-two factor at quarterback, decision-making. And for the most part, I mean, his decision-making got better, but it's still, it's, it's still shaky now. Let's go back to 2019, where his turnovers actually did cost them games. That first Patriot game, where he garbage three picks oh, or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. it was god awful that game. You'll not yeah. hear anything other than that from me. All I'm saying is that his his turnovers. I'll go as far as to say Josh was the reason we weren't a Super Bowl team last year, or not last year, but the year before the year in 2019. Prior? Our defense was top notch. If we had, if Josh played that year the way he played last year, or even close to it, we would have been a Super Bowl team. The defense was on fire, and you know, this year, if maybe the defense was as good as they were in 2019, we might be a Super Bowl team. But you know, hopefully, it'll come together this year. But I'll, I'll give that. So basically, I say that to say. In 2019, I completely agree with your argument, right? Josh cost us a lot of games. He had to grow up. He had to learn how to play football. He had to learn what was within, you know, his ability to control on the football field because he he tried to do too much at times. But what was it, the last eight games of the season or something? I think he threw, like, two picks, I think it was. And then this year – he ended up throwing 10 the entire season. And then a couple of those weren't really his fault. Like the, the one in LA wasn't even an interception. I don't know what the hell the refs were looking at, but that wasn't a pick. Uh, the one that bounced hey, off of Andre hey, Roberts. The refs called it a pick, so it's a pick, man. Don't do that. All right. I mean, just, <laughs> it wasn't his fault, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> uh, the Andre no, it was, it was fluke. I agree. It was definitely a fluke, that, that interception. Right, right. Definitely. So – 
my point, my guess, my 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 point is the 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 turnovers get a little more fluky, right? And does that really speak to tendency or bad decision making? I I would definitely agree. And see, here's the here's the other thing, the other part of this too that Bills Mafia will hate for you to say. But so I forgot who it was. It was like, was it Ben Slowak or whatever? I think that's what his name was. He brought about the it's the dude who talked about Josh having arm arrogance. And oh, so um, it's I think it's Ben Benjamin Slowak. I think that's his name, Slovak, something like that. But okay. my point is, is that you know, with that, with being probably the most athletic player in the league overall, it comes with taking certain risk and taking certain, you know, chances with the ball. Like Josh had the most turnover worthy plays this year, too, you know. So all I'm saying is that he is so he supremely gifted. No, he is. He's getting quoted. That's all I'm saying. But go ahead. He's, he's the most athletically gifted. Lamar's the fastest. Lamar's the fastest Absolutely. player ever. Ever. Right. He's the fastest. But Josh may be one of the most gifted players like all around in terms of making all the throws and being able to run all of that. All I'm saying is that because he's so supremely talented, he's going to take more chances. Right, he's and right. he can't help himself because that's the way he plays, and so I'm saying that his turnovers will get him in trouble because it's embedded in his DNA. He does have the arm arrogance that Benjamin Slovak was talking about, but my point is, is like, why would I want not want a quarterback that has doesn't have any arm arrogance though? Mm-hmm. We love Aaron Rodgers for that because he can make right. all the throws. I want a quarterback that can think he can make all the throws, but where Rodgers and where where Rodgers and Josh differ. Is Aaron knows when to do that and when to not. Brilliant. Josh yeah. is not. Josh has not mastered that level of balance yet, and that's the mm-hmm. only thing that I need to see him do going into next year to put him in a top five status. Like you see, how many times people are at me on Twitter for saying that Josh is in top five, and like I said, y'all can sit here and tell me that decision making and, and protecting the football don't matter that much, but it really does in those bigger games, though. In a playoff game when you're giving up field position, you can't do that. You know what I mean? And that and that's the thing. You can't do that against a team like the Bucks. You can't do that against a team like the Ravens. They destroyed the Ravens, but I'm just saying, like, they didn't give the Ravens any presence. You can't do that against the better teams. I'm not saying it doesn't necessarily matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. My thing is, I guess when I when I do like my rankings, I'm basing it off of a I'm basing it off of your skill set and your your uh potential right but partially your potential uh because i feel like if you know maybe you had a decent season but you showed unbelievable uh athleticism decision whatever the case may like a justin herbert i'm not going to say justin herbert is a top 10 quarterback or you shouldn't you shouldn't say that justin herbert is a top 10 quarterback after last year right but if i'm doing a projection and saying his skill set I'm saying he damn well might be a top 10 quarterback. Right. See, so <clears throat> I'll go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say on Justin Herbert, it's more with him because I actually did an article on him and I actually was got a chance to you know watch him and study him. You know, he did all of what he did under pressure, like he had in a historical season under pressure, right? But his quarterback rating his quarterback adjusted completion percentage was lower from a clean pocket than it was under pressure that's a stable that's a stable metric how you can hit targets when you're not pressured right how you play under pressure varies from year to year 
So that's the only thing. That's why I can't. You saying that you can't, you shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't put him in there without actually seeing him consistently hit open targets. Yeah, you're right. That's why you know Josh. What? That's a fair yeah. point. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, that's I why. That's why Josh, everybody has so many doubts about Josh's first year. He couldn't hit a barn from a clean pocket, but he got better the next year. Then we're like, okay, well, he got, you know, he got better in 2019. Then in 2020, you know, he had the elite year where he uh, had a completion percentage, adjusted completion percentage over 70. You know what I mean? So he, he he's getting better. He can hit open targets. And that's just a thing. Like we have to see them do the things that quarterbacks do on a consistent basis, like hit open targets. We have to see it for more than a year. So, yes, you have potential, but at a certain point, your potential has to be it has to be shown on the field at some point in time. You know what I mean? Josh has to show me, if we're just strictly speaking about Josh Allen, he has to show me that, number one, he can protect. He even mentioned that in his last press conference, that protecting the football and being more situ in situational awareness was one of the things that he wanted to work on. So he even mentioned it himself. So all I'm saying is that we have to see that for more than one year. We have to see him progress to that. So he was able to hit people from a clean pocket. Okay, we've seen that now. Now we need to see you protect, protect it at a high level now. We need to see you take less of those uh, hero hits and start checking it down. You know what I mean? It's just it's all a, it's all a progression. That's why you can't put a rookie quarterback in the top five or put Josh Allen number two overall. Like, come on, man. See, I, I think what Chris says did that he was also speaking to – skill set and then also potential right because if you take a look at josh allen every he had so many questions like i mean his laundry it was a laundry list of, of stuff that he had to work on or couldn't do or whatever right so he goes into a second year <clears throat> he fixes about half of it like literally half of it and then he goes into his third year about 85 percent of that list is gone right he's fixing everything still got some stuff he needs to work on uh, but just, you know, so for me, it's like, okay, I'm watching this kid who is faster than everybody his size. He is stronger than most people his size. That's not a defensive lineman, but he is built like a defensive lineman, right? Um, he's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? He's smart. He, he has the his decision making has improved. We know that he's accurate. He just had bad decision making to begin with. Uh, it wasn't necessarily an accuracy issue. He just didn't know where he wants to go with the ball because his offensive line was garbage and he had nobody around him. But I digress, right? <laughs> so for me, it's it's like looking at it like this. We saw him improve from year one to year two, and we saw him exponentially improve from year two to year three. He fixed every single one of his problems and then had proved himself to be, as you even said yourself, one of, if not the most physically gifted player ever, maybe in the league, whatever. At, right? at quarterback, at quarterback. At quarterback, at quarterback, Please, for sure. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not wanna, saying. I wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to I wanna say, if you're going yeah, to quote me, I got to say it correctly. He's the most physically gifted at quarterback. Let me, let me. He's not that. Aaron Donald. I mean, he's no. he's in that like Aaron Donald thing, that little tier. But Aaron Donald is probably just, I, I got him as the best defense player ever. But um, so if I look at potential, I, I say, I don't know why I wouldn't bet my house on Josh because he's never he hasn't regressed to this point at least. He has only exponentially got better. He has cut down on the turnovers and and the turnovers point that I wanted to talk about was 
first year, crazy turnovers. It was disgusting, right? Didn't know what to do. <laughs> didn't know who to throw to. Was just losing the ball all over the place. Last year, or I'm sorry, two, uh, 2019 was like, okay, you got better, but still too many. This year, it was kind of like the same amount as last year, pretty much. The only difference is a lot of them were flukes. That's that's where I'm saying, okay, I can take that and I can see it as potential progress, right? So if if you have the same amount of turnovers you had last year, but this year they were fluky, uh, a good number of them were fluky, that means next year I should expect you to have less, right? So I guess that's that's just where my personal uh, rating of Josh Allen comes from because if if it wasn't for Pat Mahomes, I'm not gonna lie, I was just putting number one. But I gotta give Pat Mahomes that respect because he came in. Golly, number one. Oh my god! But it's it's based on it's based on him being the most athletically gifted because it's cool to be athletically gifted. But it's a whole nother situation when you're athletically gifted and brilliant, and you you know what I'm saying you know your playbook, you you know what to do, you know your checkdowns, you got a good support system around you. I see no reason the sky's not the limit. You know what I mean? So that's that's where I go with that because I feel like going forward in a projection, he could very well be the next the best quarterback in the league the next five, 10 years. Wow, you got a lot for me to unpack there. All right. <laughs> so this is where this is where I'll, I'll start. So you said that a lot of his turnovers were fluky, and so okay, because I was actually watching some Quentin Williams tape of the first the first Jets game, and on that one of those first drives, Josh, mm-hmm. yep, Josh runs read option, speed option, and he fumbles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just stuff like that. But here, here's here, here's the thing. So you said that they were fluky, but I will tell I'll tell you what the difference was this year. The thing is, and you said it. You said he had the same amount of turnovers, but a lot of them this year were fluky. What it was is this year, as opposed to last year, he was able to take advantage of more twenty plus yard plays. That is the difference, and he's able to. So if he turns the ball over in one. Sit in one sitting, he's gonna probably gonna come back and get a touchdown the next sitting. That's how prolific the Bills' offense was. The Bills' offense was good in nineteen, but it wasn't prolific like it was last year. Right, right. And that's the difference. He was taking advantage of those twenty plus yard plays. That is the difference. And as far as you putting him in as number one, dude, you can't say y'all can't sit here and tell me he's the best quarterback in the league. Like I said, I, yeah, he had, well, I said it's a projection as well. I did say well, that. What uh, can he be the best quarterback in the league? Yes, him and Rodgers have this pretty much the same skill set, the same athletic type athleticism when it comes to making all the throws, making off platform throws, making oh, throws under pressure. Okay. They have that same type of skill set. I have been on record also saying that Josh is could probably go down as the best quarterback in the league. Now, do I think it's going to happen? He could go down as the best quarterback ever. If he wanted to, if sure he put could. in the time, he could. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because only because it's going to be tough to top Brady. It's going to be tough to top what he did. That's fair. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to get an uh, all pro caliber team year in and year out. You know, like you already got to think about paying Stefan Diggs. What is it? Is it uh, next year, I think, or something like that? So you already got to think. This year. Yeah, Hopefully exactly. Year. <laughs> so you already, it's going to be tough. And then you got Josh's contract coming up, and, you know, he's going to get at least 200. 
at least 200 mil and more than half of it going to be guaranteed. He said he's going to give a team friendly deal, but at the end of the day, you got to get your money, bro. Like team friendly, all that. It's all cool and all that, but you got to get your money at the end of the day. Team friendly just mean I'm not going to smack you over the head. Right, right, right. So, so that's that's another thing that that's gonna go into it. And so, I I, I don't know if I get with the the best quarterback. He got the potential, and, and this is that word that word that we keep talking about potential. But as I said to my point, there is a time where potential has to equate to actual on field production, actual wins, actual Super Bowls, actual AFC yeah. championships. He got to be the next. He got to be the next Brady in this division, like. He got to lock down this division for like the next 10 years. I'm not saying it can't happen, but he had he had one horrible year. He had one average year and then he had one elite year. So I am projecting him to be somewhere in the middle of that. Like I said, the only issue I have with Bills fans is they act like the first two years never happened. And they're just like, oh, it doesn't matter because he's improved everywhere. But you have to know that progression isn't linear. It doesn't just doesn't happen up, up, up and up. It doesn't go that way. Because defenses play you different. Stephon Diggs had almost 200 targets in a span of, of the whole year. He had 197 targets. That is most certainly going to go down this year. So what's going to happen when he's not – they double Stephon Diggs and now you got to rely on Dawson Knox. Now you got to rely on Gabe Davis. Now you got to rely on Isaiah Hodgins or Mark Stevens or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be the same thing? Like They're not taking into consideration these external factors that prohibits – quarterback's progression what if somebody on the offensive line hurt, get hurt god forbid you know what i mean like all that stuff matters to quarterback's progression especially if, if it's one of the tackle spots the two most valuable spots on the o-line like there's so many things so many factors that can limit his progression all i'm saying is that yes we need to definitely see him do this for another year he has not shown us that he can elevate a situation to the playoffs yet he ain't shown us that mahomes and to that same point mahomes ain't showed us that either that's why I don't like putting him here, putting him in the top one or two either. You know what I mean? So we need to see him be in some adverse circumstances and win. Like Rodgers has been in adverse circumstances and won. He had the worst secondary one year and they made it almost to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I want to see him play like that before I say, oh, he's top two or top three or number one. Um, before I, I, I talk about that, I just want to say Watson showed us that he couldn't even – bring his team close to the playoffs, even with a lead play. Um, but you you mentioned the first two years of the Bills. I want to say that his rookie year, he was 5-5 five and five in games he started and finished with absolutely zero help around him. I mean, he had LaShawn McCoy, but that's why. Right. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin is your number one receiver. Kelvin Benjamin has not been in the league since. Uh, Zay Jones is out there. Zay Jones' best year he did. I'm sorry, last year he had what was it, 14 catches for like 150 yards or something like that. Um, like his and the offensive line was dumpster juice. Like everything around him was awful, and he still won five games with that squad. Right now, his numbers. If you look at his numbers, you would say, "Oh yeah, that guy's garbage. He shouldn't be in the league." Right. But if you watch the games, you see, like, this kid is special. Like, he, he's running all over the place. He's, you know what I'm saying, running past safeties. He's stiff-arming defensive linemen and linebackers, jumping over people. You know what I mean? The skill set is there. It's there. The, so the, the help wasn't there. The knowledge wasn't there. He didn't know what to do, right? Second year. Calm down a little bit. 
is more tame, right? More help around him. He let his guys help him more, right? He was average. I would say last year is probably like he was learning the NFL as a game manager, right? Mm -hmm. So your numbers aren't going to be special when you're a game manager, right? And I, I remember they actually tried to do the air raid offense they did this year, last year, because I remember the very first game, the Jets, they started out in five wide, and they run that like two or three times, I believe it was. They were just trying to throw. Then they realized it, it wasn't going to work because they didn't have that guy out there, uh, Stephon Diggs out there. And so they went back to the run game, and the run game got into the playoffs, right? Then this year, they obviously went back to the air raid, and it worked this year. So I'm not pretending the first two years don't exist. I'm simply like, for instance, a, a Ravens fan will argue, right? They will be like, oh, Lamar's career numbers are better than Josh's, right? But then they'll also say Josh was only better this year because he got a number one receiver. You can't have both those arguments because if no, you're going to you say Josh, you're, if you're going to say Josh is only better this year because he didn't, because Lamar didn't have a number one receiver, then Lamar was never better than Josh because Lamar's situation was always better than Josh's mm -hmm. up to this year. So I agree. I'm, like I said, I'm not ignoring the first two years. All I'm saying is, to me, they were justifiable. They made sense logically, right? And it all still speaks to the progression of Josh Allen because you say progression isn't linear. But if you look at Josh Allen's progression, that bitch linear. I mean, I mean my bad, excuse me. It's, it's a, <laughs> he, he statistically improves every eight games. Every half season of his career, he statistically improves. So – I'm not, I don't know if this, I don't want <laughs> you know to, so go ahead, go out on the nah, limb and say it. I, I already, went, I already jumped out the window, man. I already said that the 17 year old, you know, I just, oh, you said it I, already. Oh, I said man. it, but here's, here's my thing though, right? Oh, you got, yeah. You got, you got the best offensive coordinator in the league coming back. You got whoa, one of the whoa. best defensive Come on, Justice, come on, bro. Best offensive coordinator in the league. He I like that. He just won the award. He won the award. Those are, bro, you really put you watch you watch film. You watch the game, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. I would say like, that like come on, bro. When I watch film, there are a ton of receivers running open everywhere. I'm not saying he's not a great he was what top five in, in play caller. I'm not saying he's not a great play caller. Okay, but he's not I'll the best. I give you yes. top five, but the best you got a top you five got some... OC, a top ten DC. The top three head coach. I, I don't care about. It. I'm saying that top three no, head coach. I, I like I like McDermott. I like Coach McDermott. Right, and then you got a uh, top three general managers, all coming back to the same team. You bring back a, a 21 to 22 starters. Your only person you're not bringing back, you replace him with Super Bowl champion Emmanuel Sanders, old as hell, but still effective. He basically is a more experienced Cole Beasley to me. He could play that same little position. The same little find the, the soft spot in the zone, you know what I'm saying? Uh beat your man one on one. He he to me, that's that's the perfect role for him, right? So I have no reason to believe that if if the defense can go back to what they was 2016, 2018, 2019, which is an elite defense, and then you throw on top of that a Mature Josh Allen, who gets every single person back. You get continuity for, you know, this is the year of culmination to me, right? So I, I really, 
I don't see a reason why we can't win every single game. Wow. I don't. We lost three games last year, and one of them was a fluke. Oh, my God. We lost, and then the other two games were rescheduled. Like, we didn't even know who we were going to play that week, and we ended up having to play two of the best teams in the league. I have no reason to see why we can't win every single game next year. You you really banking on y'all winning every single game? I'm not like, you're really on banking it. on. I'm it. saying that if it you put, happens, you put your I'm house on, you put your house on it. You put no, your house on it. Of course not. Of course not. Because it's every given Sunday, and, and I'm sure you know. I wouldn't be surprised if we had two, three losses, but I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. For I don't think right. it's going to be anything more than two, honestly. Wow. For, speaking of what what, wow. what do you what do you have as your Bills uh, seventeen game? Prediction. <laughs> um, I can get with thirteen wins. I can get so with twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I can get with that. Uh, factoring a little regression in there, I can get with thirteen wins. Um, what? Listen, okay, people, what? What do? You, what makes you think a, a regression is coming, and from who? All right, here we go. See, now you about to get me on my soapbox now. Okay, here we go. So. As much as this is unpopular to say, Josh is probably going to take a small step back for so, a small step back. Y'all not going to want to hear that, but it's a fact. I mean, it's not a fact. Excuse me. I, all, what, I'm saying, makes, all I'm saying is what makes you believe that? What makes you say I, that? I what, think what that defense – I'm saying that defenses is gonna, are going to play him differently. I'm saying that his, his opponents are going to be tougher. You're telling me they have not shown that they can beat the Chiefs. So that's what, that's one loss right there. They've played them twice already, and they have not shown that they can beat them. They were in and both games. but okay. they, And they lost both games too. That's true. All right, that's you can fact. be in it, but you got to win it. Okay, so – and then they got the uh, – the uh the bucks on in the schedule too if i'm not mistaken right yes they got the bucks on their schedule they gotta show me that defensively they can match up with the bucks the bills struggle with athletic teams they struggle Mm -hmm. with athletic teams the chiefs literally score on every drive in the afc championship game but one and that was because tyreek hill dropped a, a third down pass a corner route so if you're sitting here telling me that the defense would, that is currently constructed when they did not get better in the in the secondary, which I feel is their weakest position, they just bolstered their – they feel like the defensive line is where they're going to win games. And they bolstered it. And I'll give them credit. They took, what, three defensive ends? They got uh, Adoba, F.A. Wait, got, you said you feel like the Bills secondary is their weakest Oh, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been saying that. Yes, I do. You know why? Oh, wow. because, because slot cornerback is weak. I did a whole article on Teron Johnson. They need to upgrade that position, but they're not gonna because yeah, they could, but they're not gonna. Cornerback two, they're gonna rock out with Levi Wallace again. That's fine, but he gets beat. Mike, that the the Miami Dolphins literally pick on on Levi Wallace with Mike Gasecki every time they play him, and they can't do a thing about it. I wish they would go to it more, but they won't. But hey, that's neither near here nor there. But other teams see that as my point. So if you're sitting here telling me that Teron Johnson and Levi Wallace is going to be able to match up with Godwin, A.B., uh, Mike Evans, Tyler Johnson, now Jalen Darden, who who's stupid fast, being operated by Tom Brady with a healthy O.J. Howard and a healthy, healthy Rob Gronkowski, you telling me, like, the Bills can, can, can compete with that? They can't even compete with the Chiefs. And I think the, the Bucs got more offensive talent than the Chiefs do. So – See the Bills still they still have a ways to go. 
I like Poyer. I like Hyde. They play well together. They're not the most – either one of them are are the most athletic, but they're both very smart, and they both play very well together. They both are very good at picking up crossing routes, cutting off those routes, communicating who should have what. They save Trey White's behind a lot for him from him getting beat, right? And that's go, that brings me to my next point. Bills Mafia has to stop acting like Trey White is just this lockdown corner. I watched literally every single snap he took in 2020. He is not a top five shutdown corner. He's a good corner. He's really good. But when you get somebody, if he got to go one go up against Mike Evans one on one, he's not going to win. He's not going to win that matchup. If he got to go up against uh, AJ, because they got the Titans again. If he got to go up against AJ Brown, actually go up against AJ Brown one on one, he's not going to win that matchup. Without playing zone, without being in cover two or being in cover four, and without just playing a space instead of actually covering on him, because there's a, at some point in time you're going to have to you know cover somebody man to man. The Bills are begging on them playing that zone and. The better quarterbacks are going to pick it apart like Mahomes did. So that's 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 my thing on on the DBs. I wanted to give you a, a dissertation as to why I feel the way I feel. <laughs> okay, so you said that the defenses are going to be playing Josh different, right? Yes. Now I, I would like to point out that last year people blitzed Josh crazy, right? At the beginning of the year, they blitzed him crazy. Yeah. Realized that he was eating up the blitz, and then they stopped doing that. And I think it was the Titans that was the first team to show Josh a new look, which was deep zone, right? Mm -hmm. And then that, on top of Josh having a bum shoulder, kind of, you know, it shook Josh a little bit. He didn't have – he had a little stretch where he was only probably, I would say, above average. wasn't great, right? But then once he got – Accustomed to that defense, he went on a run to end the season where he lost his mind, right? Mm -hmm. He was better the last six games than he was the first seven or eight, right? Or maybe eight or ten. So what defense do you play against Josh that he can't? Because if you blitz him, he's going to shake your DB, throw it to a man, and if everybody's covered, he could just run. If you play zone, he can sit there. You 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 have to rush forward where he can also move the pocket. How how what do you think they could play? What defense do you think they could play against Josh Dip that would stop him? They can play heavy quarters. In quarters, the sl- the safety has the option to, to double the slot cornerback, or you can double the outside receiver, right? So I'm I'm gonna bake on the fact that they're gonna double Stephon Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. Josh, again, I just mentioned prior to that that you know Josh targeted Stefan Diggs in the totality of the whole season almost 200 times. Like I said, that is most certainly going to go down. So now you're telling me that Josh has to find another target. So now you have Cole Beasley, right? Cole Beasley is the most open receiver in the past three years. He has the most, he has garnered the most separation from the slot out of any receiver in the league, right? So now I'm banking on that. So now I got Cole Beasley. Okay, let's say we get five yards off that, right? So now we're going to have to put a good slot corner. A lot of these teams that they're playing, they're playing good defenses, so they're going to have to play Washington. They're going to have to play the Chiefs. Teams that have invested in the slot corner position. Titans just got Caleb Farley. They just drafted another, uh, got another cornerback. I can't remember off the top of my head. Dolphins again, Jaguars, like teams that have invested in, in, their, D, in their DB room, right? So you're going to put a good slot corner on Kobe, so you can't garner that all the time, right? So now that's going to force Josh to go somewhere else. Teams might start spying him, right, because he runs. He likes to 
get off get off schedule, make off schedule throws, off platform throws, right? So then you got that going for him. Okay. So now how do I stop this kid? Because I said this too. I said it's gonna be tough to stop Josh Allen. It's gonna be tough to play any consistent defense on him and him not beat it now. Right. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna have to disguise more looks now. You're gonna have to come down. You're going to have to make a cover three look like a cover one. You're going to have to make a cover three look like a cover one. You're going to have to mix it up. You have to do what they try to do to Brady when they try to mix up the coverages, but you can't do that against Brady. They're going to play a lot of zone, and they're going to make Josh be patient, do something that he hasn't done since he's been in the league. He, he has to do check it last the year, down. to be fair. He didn't check. He didn't check oh, he the didn't ball check down, down last year. He didn't check no, down. he, he did not. That's what I was speaking to. He had to be patient, but he didn't check the ball down. That's, that's one yeah. of my weaknesses yeah. for Josh. Him and Lamar have the lowest check down percentage since 18. And that's the thing. That's another reason why Josh isn't an elite quarterback, because not just checking down only because of, you know, instead of taking a risk, instead of taking a hit from a linebacker, why don't you check it down? Instead of trying to get 10 yards with your legs and open yourself up to injury, why not let Zach Moss get five or six and then live to fight another down? I don't think he will do that. So to answer your question specifically about how you think teams are going to play, Josh, I think they're going to mix up a lot more coverages. They're going to do a lot of more, a lot more pre-snap looks than transition post-snap, and they're going to force him to go through his progressions, or they can force him to play a patient game. You saw the Super Bowl. You saw how Brady – Brady is not a game that Brady can't win. Brady play, play a patient game. They ran the ball. He got those five, six-yard gains. They play his own pretty much the whole game, and he picked them apart. I don't know if Josh can do that. I don't know if he can be patient enough to do that. I, I didn't say he couldn't because, like you said, he showed us he can do it last year, but can he do it game after game, being patient, taking these two-yard gains, three-yard gains? Are they even going to run the ball? Are they even going to try to help Josh out? That's another thing that people don't you know, factor in too. Like, Is, is the play calling going to help Josh out? So there's a lot of things that teams can do to mess with Josh and I, and I need to see how he's going to adjust. And this is why I, I can't put him top five. I've seen how Aaron adjusts in these situations. I've seen how Brady adjusts in these situations. I've seen how Russ has done it. I want to see how Josh is going to do it. I want to see him play the game up here instead of playing it mentally. Cause that's what separates the elite quarterbacks from the tier twos. How do you manipulate the game with your snap count? Josh did that. I did. I'll give you that. He did that really good last year. There's a lot of times he caught a lot of teams off with his snap count. And I think that's important too. those little nuances of the game. Can he master that enough to get into that elite tier quarterbacks? See, now, if you ask me who I think is the best pure passing quarterback in the league, I'm going to tell you it's Aaron Rodgers and it's not close. Right. Yes, sir. I think the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Josh is that check down thing, right? Aaron Rodgers knows perfectly when the defense is playing too deep, you just throw it right down Aaron Jones and he's gone for 15. Every perfectly, doesn't matter. He's always going to get that pass. Same with Tom Brady. They're going to find that check down at the perfect time so that you can't play deep. And then once you bring them up, they're going to hit you for the intermediate or deep, whatever, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing Josh hasn't done because – there's been so many plays where I've been watching Devin Singletary just go out in the space where he had mad room, and I'm like, Josh, throw it. Josh, throw it, right? Yeah. So I, I I personally believe that on Josh's path to becoming the best quarterback in the league, I think that that's something that's going to uh, – that he's – he's. I think Brian Dayball is, first of all, going to notice it, 
And I think, you know, the Jordan Palmers, the uh, Ken Dorsey's of the world are going to notice it and they're going to be able to help Josh with that. So I guess me personally, I am, oh, my girl cooking. This smells so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that he's going to be able to learn that elite quarterback trick. You know what I mean? Because I think right now his elite quarterback play is based on a his just sheer superior skill set, and then b having the answers to the questions because they were told to him, not necessarily being able to diagnose things, right? So Brian Dayball is like, if they do this, then do that, and if this is happening, then do this, right? And Josh is like, okay, I can remember all that. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know if he's necessarily diagnosing things on his own to the point where he'll be able to carry that with that carry that with him forward, right? So those are my two things, uh, th- which is why that that would be like the disconnect in us, you know, with you having them at seven and me having them at one B, right? Um, so real quick, you said, did you just I, say did you just say one B instead of two? Like I said, he could be one for me. So I'm, I'm oh my gosh, what? right? <laughs> it, oh, it, but again, our lists are based off different things. My list is not based off body of work. I don't care about body. I, I, I mean, last year, maybe, right? Um, your previous year's work, uh, that's about as far back as I'm going. Um, I mean, people, people see people base this quarterback stuff off like fantasy football, whatever you did last year, that's also going to obviously that's going to actually translate to next year. And it's just like you can't base this no, no, fantasy no. football. No, 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 I'm not basing it off of projection again, I'm basing it off of skill set <laughs> and potential. Okay, so if we're if we're doing that, then I gotta put Lamar way higher then. Yeah, he's way higher in my list. Is he? Why yeah. I think listen, I think where he at listen, the Bills exposed him. Thank the Bills for exposing him. That's true. They showed that listen, we're gonna make him make throw after throw after throw after throw. And if he can't do that, when he tried to do that, he shot a pick six. The game was 17 yep. and six. I think that was the, the, the score of the game. Low scoring game. So, but, 17 to 3. So basically, you couldn't make a mistake in that game and win. Basically, is what it is. You couldn't make a mistake in that game. You had to be almost perfect. And he wasn't. And the Bills showed, like, yo, this is the blueprint to be him. You be disciplined in that run game with that triple option and all those inverted reads that they have. And you make him beat you throwing a throwing a rock consistently. And that's the thing. And he wasn't shown to do it. And so that's why I have him 15. I felt like I would feel like if the um Ravens have Stafford or Matt Ryan running that same system, run heavy, and they had uh, Stafford or Matt Ryan in that game. I think they might be might have a better shot of winning that game. Honestly, I won't say they'll win it. I would agree with Stafford. I don't know about Ryan. I would agree with Stafford though. It's I, it's I because he's it's because he had some sucky years, bro. But the best no, years I, he's I had. I like Matt Ryan. I think he's good. It's just to, he's had one of, if not the best wide receiver of all time for like most of his career. So, I don't know about best of, of all time, but one of yeah, for sure. One of, yeah, but I wouldn't go. My God, <laughs> he's in my top three. He's in my top three. I, but again, oh, no, I won't. I base I won't it on skill set again. So yeah, he's just yeah, big, I mean, stronger, dude. faster than everybody. He is, and and he and on top of all that, he actually can run crispy routes though. Like his routes are 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 is it's route porn. Like it really is though. Like he is a really good receiver. That's what I call it. It's route porn. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, his thing is though, he can't stay healthy. 
That's yeah, his biggest right. thing. And it, I, I think it's just because he didn't want to be an Atlanta personally. But oh, you, you, you think he was faking? <laughs> I'm not saying that. See, I hate I hate saying that because I don't want uh, to anybody. That's not, right? I like what but you were saying, bro. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people who maybe were extra cautious because they didn't necessarily care for their situation. Let's put it that way. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> Players do it all the time. Yeah, it's business decisions. Yeah, but um, right. I'm I real guess. interested to hear this <laughs> from you real quick. Can I please have your seven seed playoff AFC uh seating for for next year's playoffs? Who are the seven teams that are going to get into the playoffs in the AFC? Yes, and I need I need their seedings. I need I need to hear this. You need their seating? Right, <laughs> yes, sir. So let me pull them up just so I can remember the teams. I'm sorry. Okay. So, huh? Number one, I'm gonna go Kansas City. I feel like their offensive line got better. I feel like with Andy Reid. As a play caller, as a coach, still with Eric Bieniemy, still the coach, they still have pretty much all their main pieces intact. And like I said, that one of the most important units on their team, I feel, got better. And because of that, I still I can't see them anyone being better than them. Number two, I have Buffalo. I'm gonna go Buffalo. Number two, love Josh. Why is everyone? Everyone thinks I'm such an antagonist. Shocked. No, it's not that. Every it, no, it, everyone literally thinks I'm an antagonist, and I'm not. I'm really not. I I keep it real. The Bills aren't good keep team. It real, but it's it's almost like you're like this cautious pessimist, right? You're like, because my dad is the same way, right? He did not mm-hmm. want to believe the Bills are going to be good last year, and I'm telling him like, look, Josh is that boy, but he he's like, man, I don't know. We're probably going to lose it, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of re- remind me of that like type of guy who's like, I'm a chill bef- until they actually show me. But I'm not gonna, right. I, yeah, and I respect it. But uh, so it's just shocking that you got them at number two. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the Bills team. I like that they're actually a good team. They've rated the number four best roster in the league, so it's not far fetched. You know what I mean? They're a really good team. Number three, who I have coming out the AFC North, I'm gonna go to Cleveland Browns. I believe in Baker. I believe in the defense that they improved. They got JOK in the draft. They got Greg Newsom at corner. They got probably, arguably, top three safety in the league. John Johnson. If you don't know about him, Google. Look at his tape. The man is—he's a great safety. He's just not talked about enough. They got John I'm so Johnson. Man, at Cleveland's draft, bro. They just yeah. went crazy. Bro. Crazy, bro. But John they, Johnson is a beast too. Yeah, he is. They got the best corner slot cornerback in the league, Troy Hill. And their Achilles' heels last year was the fact that they didn't have a secondary. I think they address that. I think they get better. They got Miles Garrett coming off, screaming off the edge. Like they have, they have talent, bro. They had the best offensive line last year. Gonna run Denzel that. Ward. Was, uh, how can I forget my boy Denzel? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward still on it. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I would love to see that. Um, they had the best O line last year. Still running that outside zone system that Kevin Stefanski, you know, implemented last year. And Baker excelled, man. Say what you want about Baker. Bill Sands, say whatever, whatever they want about Baker, but he got better. And he showed that he can make throw after throw. He actually played better after Odell got hurt. So yeah. I, I I believe in the Browns. Um, and, and real gonna, quick, okay. I just I just want to say that I thought you was gonna come in here and say that Baker was like top five or something. I'm not gonna lie. That, what? That's why, because I swear to God, that's why what? I put that uh the question in in the the DMs. That's why I said Baker specifically. Because I did see you beating a drum for Baker one time, and I was like, yes. nah, I got to ask you. I, I, be, I beat the drum I'll give, you, I'll give you top 12. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, good. Because he good. got better. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say he was better than Josh. I didn't say he was top 10. But he is a good quarterback. 
Yeah. He was the number one pick for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? So uh that was the north. Um, so the south, obviously I'll have the Colts in there. Colts be the north. So now I got what three wild card teams. Um, I think oh man, I picked the Colts for the South, didn't I? I should have picked it. Should have picked Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and oh, Titans. Okay. Yeah, Titans. So I go Titans as a wild card, maybe because they, they did take a little step back and they lost Corey Davis. We got to see who else they got Julio. I like yeah, that addition, but their defense still sucks. Great over Corey yeah. Davis. They defense do suck. Yeah, they do. Their defense still sucks, and they've been searching for a pass rush for three seasons and hasn't been able to find it. They drafted Caleb Fairley. We'll see how that goes with his back, but you know they still suck on defense until they show me otherwise. So the right. Titans as a as a wild card. Um, I'm gonna go to Chargers. Chargers gonna get one of those wild card spots, man. I believe in Justin Herbert. They got better on the old line. They brought in uh Rashawn Slater, bought in Corey Lindsley, arguably one of the best centers in the league. They still got that you know prolific offense and their defense got all their pieces coming back. Like I, I, I like what they're doing. They didn't, they're not bringing Melvin Ingram back, but they still have a solid defense. And I like uh, what Joe Staley is going to bring to them because he was a Rams defensive coordinator and they were the number one defense in the league last year. So hopefully we can see that same thing. So I got the Chargers and then I got one more wild card. <sighs> Man, listen, I have no faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really don't like Pittsburgh at all. But I guess I'll pick them, I'll pick them over New England. Because oh, uh, Tua, I have not seen enough from Tua for me to legitimately pick them. Even though they you know did what? win 10 games. I respect you, bro. I respect because although you you have like maybe opinions that's not like super popular. You you come to reasonable conclusions, and, and I respect that because it, it sounds crazy when you're saying it on Twitter. I'm gonna just be fair. It's not like <laughs> what, right? But you you do come to reasonable conclusions. So I respect all the that. time. I, I got you. I understand. All the, listen, man, they can have the best team in the world, but quarterback is the most important position on the field. And if it's not locked down, your your team is going to suck holistically. Yeah. It doesn't matter. How good all the other units are. If you don't have a quarterback, your defense is gonna be on the field longer. The wide receiver is gonna be open, and you're gonna be missing. He's missing open. He was missing open targets last year too. Like I like Tua. I do think he's gonna get better, but he gotta show me that he's actually gonna get better. And they put they uh, brought in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I saying, think that was a mistake. Saying hey, if you don't get it right, we are gonna yank you real quick. So mm-hmm. I want to see how he play under that pressure. He is under an extreme amount of pressure for a second year quarterback because the team around him is actually pretty decent. So mm-hmm. now it's on him to play solid football. Shoot, if he could just be a game manager and don't f he'll it up, they still be yeah, they, he'll be fine. But they have expectations since the since it's the way that they took him and, and who they took him over. They took him over Herbert. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now he got so much expectation, and I just think that it's gonna be a slow progression for him. So those are my playoff teams, and uh yeah, I I think it's gonna shake out that way. I like I like the way I have it. I think Miami made a mistake bringing in another quarterback that was better than Tua. Why? They need to hedge their bets. Yeah, but nah, I don't feel like Tua is gonna have. I mean, you know what? I'm I am of the mindset that like. Hey, bro, like, you got a job. Like, go win the position, right? But at the same time, to draft that boy top five and then two years straight have a quarterback who's better than him on the roster is brutal. Like, that is – that's tough. Hey, Brian Flores, he trying to win, bro. He don't care nothing about your feelings, bro. He trying to win. I respect it. That's a a fact. 
Okay, so all right, I I ain't gonna uh, <laughs> ask you too many, but uh, I I do have one last or two last questions for you. Oh, what's up? What's up? Okay, so one, I need you to rank <laughs> the AFC East quarterbacks one through six. AFC East quarterbacks one through six. Yeah, I'm interested in, in hearing this. Oh, y'all trying to trap me? Oh. All right. <laughs> Obviously, Josh, number one, obviously. Listen, I'm going Cam number two. Y'all can y'all can y'all can y'all can poo-poo all y'all want. Listen, none of these other quarterbacks on these teams have shown me anything. Mm-hmm. Cam's an actual MVP, and Josh was in the MVP race last year. So I'm going Cam number two. Um uh man. The quarterback depth not even that good in this division, bro. <laughs> like Mitchell Trubisky, three. You know what I mean? Uh, he's actually won a playoff game. Actually, been to the playoffs more than once. Mm-hmm. So Mitchell Trubisky, three. Um, I guess two or four. I guess. Um, Brissett five. And then we'll go Zach Wilson as number six. I guess. But like the last, the last four, the last four, five, and six, it's just like the this, the quarterback depth in this position is non-existent. Like there mm-hmm. is no quarterbacks in here. That's why I, I just wanted to, to hear you saying that. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, you had two quarterbacks in the top three. That's all. Yeah, that's all. I, just, I, just wanted to I was on record saying that if Josh got hurt, God forbid, God forbid, please, I don't even want to put that in stratosphere. I think Mitchell can get them with the talent that the Bills have on the roster. They can get 10 games out of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky is kind of like Josh Light. Like, really, really light, but, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. Similar skill set. Same skill set. I agree. Yeah, Yeah. same skill set. Um, Okay, so final question. Mm -hmm. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Um, What is Josh's... What do you project his statistics to look like this year? Uh, see, this is the thing. Are we including playoffs or are we – no, not playoffs. We're just including regular season? Mm-hmm. Okay. I say 4,000, 4,500 yards, 4,500 passing yards. He had 40 so, passing so touchdowns. Last year. Yeah, yeah. So he had about 40 touchdowns last year. I go maybe – 35, same in that in that same range, 35. I can see him getting 30, 30 passing touchdowns, but like maybe like 11 rushing touchdowns off sneaks or something. Like they he they're gonna I feel like they're gonna run the ball more this year. Cause since since number one, McDermott said that at his post-game presser, his at his after the season presser. So I think they're gonna run the ball more. So I, I think because of that, his touchdown numbers are gonna go up. Specifically, his rushing touchdown numbers are gonna go down. So, but if I but if I'm doing this for you, uh, I say 45 passing yards, about 35 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, maybe four or five rushing touchdowns, and I say, I say he cuts his interceptions down. He had I'm looking here. He had he actually had 11 interceptions. So I he say he cuts. The, yeah, he had 11. So uh, I say he cuts that down to about seven, six or seven interceptions and i still think he's gonna have some fumbles because he's a gunslinger he's his mentality so i say he had 11 fumbles last year i say he also gets that number down about six so 13 total turnovers so i think that's about that's about the middle of what he played that's about in the middle 
Okay, and if he does have that, where would you rank him? As I told everyone on Twitter, if he does what he did again last year, last year, this year, I will most certainly put him in a top five. I can take Watson out and I can put him in a top five. Or I can take Russell out. Cause that because Russell played worse down the stretch. You know, he was a MVP the first eight weeks and then teetered horribly. But that's mostly due to play calling and talent around him. But anyway, yes, I could put him over Russell. I could see him easily being better than Russell or easy being better than Watson strictly because Watson won't play. So because Watson isn't there, he will automatically be in the top five. But then again, I have Dak over him. And Dak is coming back. He's going to be healthy. I think Dak will play better than Josh this year. But it just remains to be seen. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh has, you know, the best season ever. You know what I mean? I would, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm right. saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm the one saying that it'll happen. You're, you're definitely the one that's saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm saying 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I'm, I'm going what, to. What'd you say that one day? You said 5,500, right? That's what you said? Close to 6,000 passing yards? All right. And here's my logic for it, right? Last year, he had 4,500. There were games where he was injured. There was games mm-hmm. where the weather was awful. There were games where he missed, you know, a couple throws. Receivers dropped a couple. So I feel like if if everything goes perfectly, obviously that's very unlikely. But right. I feel like he has the the skill set and the potential to pull it off. So I wouldn't, I, especially with a with a seventeenth game. Yeah, yeah. That was also yeah. I I just feel like he's about to go crazy this year. That's all. Uh, but did you have anything else to add, bro? Nah, man, we, we we covered it all, bro. I gave all my Josh Allen takes. Hopefully, when people listen to this, they'll listen to my takes and be like, "Oh, yeah. that's fair." Think- instead of being instead of being just like, "Oh, you're just a Josh hater." I've never been a Josh hater. I've strictly said what has happened on the field. That is what I have said. He sucked his first year. He was I his second year. And his third year, he was elite. That's it. That's all I've ever said. I never said, but just my thing is just you can't automatically tell me because of last year that now all of a sudden he's the second best quarterback in the league. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. At least give us one more elite year before you make that case. If he give us, give me one more elite year, then I won't scoff at it. Just like I won't scoff him being better than Dak. Like I, I told somebody, I won't scoff at anyone saying Josh is better than Dak. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're neck and neck, really, honestly, to me. It's just about what you value more. Do you value somebody protecting the ball more and not taking as many deep shots? Or do you value the gunslinger arm air against mentality? I value protecting the football. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. I think yeah. uh, after listening to this, a lot of people will start to see your uh, point of view a little bit better. Hey, you know what? Joe Miller said the same exact thing. He thought I was going to come on his show and be an antagonist. Like, I'm just this Bill's <laughs> mafia. That's exactly what he said. And I'm just like, Joe, I just keep it real. And people do not like ob- objectivity. I am not the one that's going to tell you what you want to hear about your favorite team. I'm going to tell you what actually happens with your favorite team. That's it. And I can't be no other way. I respect it, bro. But um, I really appreciate you coming. Hey, bro, this was a fun. <laughs> this was a blast. <laughs> yes, I had sir. a lot of fun. So uh, we definitely got to do this again. Hey, um, yeah, I'm actually about to start a YouTube show. So I definitely want you to be a guest on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I want to say one thing before I go. I just want to say, Dave, I'm very sorry for what our Twitter interaction the other day. I did not mean to call you up, sir. I was calling Chris, Chris Sims's list absurd. 
That's what I was saying was absurd because I don't like I said on Twitter, I don't know what Dave's official take on Josh is, but that list is what he was commenting on. And I have always had issues with Chris Sims because he's been in the league and he just say wild stuff all the time. And you've played in the league. You've won games in the league and you just say the wildest stuff. So I always have issues with Chris Sims, but because I work for PFF, I have to I have to be certain censor. Yeah. yeah, I do have the chill. Right. So but yeah, so Dave, I'm very sorry. I don't want to come on, you know, your platforms and, and, and not be respectful. So Dave, you're still my guy, man. When I see you on Twitter, I'm still gonna still gonna hold you down. Yeah, Dave's Dave's cool. Uh, yeah, Dave Dave's the man. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh like I said, it's, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Definitely gonna do this again. Uh EJ Daniels, you wanna let them know where they can follow you, bro? Instagram, Twitter. Absolutely. So at edaniel77 on Twitter, as Justice have referred to many times in this podcast, I am always on Twitter looking for your hot takes. And you will probably be on Twitter if you and if you follow me, you'll see all my hot takes. And I want you to comment. I want you to retweet. I want you to come back at me because I'm here for all of it. People always ask me, how do you have so much time to reply? Because I make time. <laughs> I make time. I make time to respond to all the, the naysayers and the haters on Twitter. So at edaniel77, that is the place where I'm most interactive. Absolutely. Uh, so is that Instagram and Twitter or just Twitter? Oh, just, just Twitter. But Instagram is mis- at Mr. Ham and Turkey. That's more for my uh, my food review <laughs> and my muck. Yeah, my mukbang pages because I do mukbang and food reviews oh, on cool. uh, on YouTube and, and I post them on, on Instagram. But yes, at, at Mr. Ham and Turkey. Uh, is it on uh, Instagram so, and on Facebook? Yeah, go ahead, is that is that like ASMR? Yeah, like you eating okay. obnoxiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obnoxiously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. What was the you good, bro? Oh, Facebook is just Ernest Daniels. That's my real name, Ernest Daniels on Facebook. All right, all right, bro. I really appreciate you coming on, EJ. I appreciate all of you guys for listening and watching, or however you're absorbing this content. Uh, this is the Windchill Factor. This is the Bills and Buffalo Network. And uh, it's been real.